it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our very best to explain how complicated we are as human beings, because we are emotional, intellectual, physical, and spiritual. And I don't mean that in a religious sense. I mean, understanding that we can connect with higher powers, whatever that power might be to each and every one of you. Uh, For me, it's understanding that we are vibrational frequencies in a physical body. And one of my guests um, put it very nicely, uh, Mark Anthony, if you look him up, but um, he said that as long as we're in the physical body, it's like an AM station. And when we cross over and make that transition to the spiritual life, we're now in an FM station. And it does not mean that you cannot connect the two because we can and we do, but we have to be open to hearing it. And so that's a part of what the show is all about, is helping people move up that ladder of understanding of who we really are so that we can be open to messages, if you will, from the other side and certainly messages from our higher power. Um, All right, I have as a new guest today, Alison Chavez. But before we get started with her, I want everybody to remember to go to the website There's about 380 shows there now, and it's been over a five-year period, and more and more people are joining. Um, I don't know whether I call this a movement or not, but they're joining the show, which is kind of fun. And uh, at the same time, um, there have been guests that I've had with me for a while, so you can go back and listen to other shows that they have. So there's 28 pages, I believe, of shows, and I think there's like 12 shows on every page. So happy scrolling as you look down the synopsis and you can kind of see what we're discussing. And maybe there'll be something that will just click for you. And hopefully you'll learn, you know, a lesson or two that you're engaged with right now. Because if you're alive, which we all are at this moment, um, then we're all learning something. And maybe we're learning how our beliefs can imprison us. And that's part of what we're going to be talking about today with Allison. Um, If you're on the website, you'll see Boomer products. I think they've kept me healthy for the last six years. And um, so the company is allowing me to give you $5 off if you type my first name into the discount. And I was laughing with a financial planner the other day because I said, if we passed a $5 bill on the sidewalk, I don't think we'd walk on by, you know, we'd go maybe look at it and go, wow, somebody lost something, but we'd probably pick it up. So if you're going to order any of their products, which I would encourage you to do, at least look at the testimonies, maybe listen to some of the uh, videos that they have. But if you decide that, you know, I need to be using a better D3 or I need to be using resveratrol or I need to be using turmeric, my doctor told me it removes inflammation, which it does. Um, then, you know, go ahead and put my name in and get the $5 off and uh, see if you don't benefit from these products as much as I have. All right. So I'm going to be talking with Allison and our topic is letting go of fear and anxiety. And we have lived with this topic for the last three years. Uh, COVID taught us an awful lot about how we don't manage anxiety very well and how fear can be planted literally in our brains if we listen to enough garbage that's out there. 
And so I tell people in private counseling, turn off the television because everything that you're getting bombarded with is probably fear producing in many, many respects. I wish there was a program that was nothing but good news, but we don't have that yet, or at least I haven't found it. So um, Allison is a prosperity and success coach. She teaches women how to get phenomenal success with ease. And wouldn't that be fun if we could all learn a way to become successful and do it easily? You know, it doesn't have to be painful. So welcome to the show, Allison. Lucy, it is such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my it's my honor. Believe me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love having uh, interesting guests and I love having a guest that can offer suggestions and teach us how to do things differently because uh, most of us are in ruts. Um, we have habits that are formed from very early on. And a lot of times when I'm working with people privately, you know, as a coach, um, it's because, you know, way back when they were five, six, seven, eight, they got some message from somebody, could be a parent, could be a teacher, could be a friend, um, but they got a message that limited them and they've hung on to those limitations and now they're 40 and 50 and 60 and they're still dragging that stuff around. So yeah, our, our beliefs are powerful. Oh, they are. When you said that they can, they can imprison us. They absolutely can. They can also set us free, which is, mm -hmm. which is what is really beautiful about that too. And it's all within our own power. And it's not as difficult as one would think to get out of fear and get out of anxiety. I really appreciated what you said about um, television and the garbage uh, on the news and all of that. I, I was talking with somebody who said the news is not there to inform. The news is there to provoke. And I thought, Oh my word, that is nailed. It's to provoke fear. It's to provoke powerlessness. It's to provoke rage and a sense of injustice. And even me just saying those words, I can just mm -hmm. feel the weight of those in my body, which just naturally creates greater anxiety and fear in us. And so the best, like you gave the best advice, turn it off, just mm -hmm. turn it off. Oh, and go outside and, you know, yes. look at nature. Um, Practice gratitude for maybe 10 or 15 minutes in the mornings and at night before you go to sleep. So you're giving your mind something else to focus on other than what you've been experiencing all day. Yeah, turn on one of your podcasts. My goodness, I have scrolled through page after page, marked podcast after podcast of yours, that they're all uplifting and they're all um, educational and so enlightening. And so you you can't you can't substitute, like you can't stop one thing without picking something else up, or you'll mm -hmm. go back to that old habit. You'll go back to that same thing. So, you know, one of the universal laws is the universe hates a vacuum. It hates a void. So you need to put something else in there, something that's going to be worth your while and, and worth your time on it, uh, because it does make you feel better. And mm -hmm. that's one of the things, that's one of the things that we can do to help us get out of that fear and anxiety. Absolutely. And I think because, you know, I mean, even 50 years ago, so not that long ago for a lot of people. Um, I mean, you weren't born yet, but I was. And um, so I remember the news being entertaining. You know, they would give like Walter, Walter Cronkite, I remember his face. Um, but people would watch the news to learn something. But it was also because it was new. It was kind of like entertaining. And now it's like shock and horror. Yes. Because we are brought into 
wars were brought into earthquakes with what was the latest count 47,000 people who've died I mean there's just so much that we feel very helpless Mm -hmm. as well as hopeless when we look at this kind of thing down here in Florida last year we had Hurricane Ian it missed where I am but it came in two hours south of me And I mean, boats were in people's yards and a a pier that I used to love going out on is just gone. I mean, they have to rebuild it. But I had uh, an electrical engineer that was actually working on my house. And he said that he was going to relocate down there because he would have enough work until he retired. Oh, yeah, literally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's... You know, those kind of things happen locally, uh, they happen internationally, and you can't escape it anymore unless you literally turn it off and maybe focus on what you can do in your neighborhood, you know, yes. in your little community, make something good there. Yes, yes, I agree. And, you know, I think one of the most effective ways that helped me get out of fear and anxiety was working on my internal environment, rather, rather like working there first, and then the, my external mm-hmm. environment, I used to run programs of anxiety. In fact, it would wake me up in the middle of the night, right around 2-3am every single day, I would wake up with my guts just twisted in anxiety and my mind just looping and all of this worry and all of this concern. And then I would run from anxiety all day long. So I would try to deny that it was there. And then I would overeat lots of fatty calorie laden foods to help me feel comfort. And then I, my weight escalated, like my weight ballooned and my anxiety ballooned and my inflammation, like all of that, all of that. And it wasn't until I I had to lay down a new foundation for my thoughts to land on because the foundation that I had laid was life is scary and things probably aren't going to work out and you got to work really, really hard and hope for the best, expect the worst. Like those are the messages that I picked up in childhood. And so those were the programs that I was running. And so Mm -hmm. I had to make a conscious decision to realize actually everything is always working out for me. Mm-hmm. That was, that was the new thought that I had to lay down to stop the fear, to stop the anxiety. And, and I had to start like in really, really baby steps. So I would be, I would be in all of this upset. I would be in all of this anxiety. I'd be like, you know, one, one dirty look away from bursting into tears <laughs> at any <laughs> given moment. And I remember, I remember being in my car and I was actually emceeing an event and I, I was ready to burst into tears. I was so scared. I was so overwhelmed. And I thought, well, I have got to get my energy up. I have no business being in front of a room full of people trying to manage energy. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm feeling this way. So I started, so I, so I asked myself out loud, all right, if everything is always working out for me, what's working for me right now? And it was a very, very cold day in December, but the heat was working in my car. So uh-huh. I thought, okay, well, the heat's working for me. Okay, that's working for me. Um, we have we had leather seats, then they were heated, so my bum was warm. And I can do anything if my bum is warm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my bum feels warm. Okay, that's working for me. I could turn on the radio and get any station I wanted, and I could listen to music. So that was working for me. And even though it was really cold, it was a beautiful day beautiful day, no traffic. So that was working for me. I remember looking at the clock when I first started, when I was in so much upset. And when I started feeling better, it took two minutes, 
two minutes of me just taking the tiny little mundane everyday things around me to remind myself that I'm supported. Everything is always working out for me. And so I use that as a daily practice all throughout the day when I would start to feel nervous, when I'd start to feel anxious, I would just look around me. Okay, what's working for me? How am I already supported right now? And I would try to find the silliest, dumbest little things that were just evidence that there's a higher power working in my life that is aware of my situation, who is intricately intricately involved in all of the details of my life and uh-huh. was vested, invested in my success. Uh-huh. And that was, that was such a simple yet profound way, profound way that I started changing the things that I thought about changing the way that I perceived life. And then life started changing for me. Yeah. I, I there are two things that I wanted to point out. The fact that you would wake up between two and three. Uh-huh. Do you know why you woke up between two and three? You know, I I would I would love for you to enlighten me. I've done a lot of research, but I I could never find something that felt satisfactory to me. That's the way your angels contact you. That's when the veil is the lightest. And so they were probably knocking on your consciousness saying, let us in and we'll explain to you that everything is going to be just fine. Um, but the, the veil is the thinnest at that point. And that's why you were contacted every time between two and three. Oh, Lucy, I needed you five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was here. So I just helpful. didn't know I was here. It would have been so helpful for me to just, for me to just, but you know what, at that point of where I was in my life, I probably would have, I wouldn't have been able to receive that actually not nearly mm-hmm. as well, because you know what, they're waking me up at 3am now. A yeah. Days well. yeah. And, and that's when they will feed you energy. One of my very early guests, when I first started the show, her name is Tess Dalka. So if you wanted to go back and, and look for her, um, but she communicates with angels, actually. And she has written a couple of books about this communication. And one of the things that they want humans to understand is that we're here to have fun. We're here to be uh, fulfilled in terms of joy and happiness. And um, the pier that I said is gone. So uh, it's in Fort Myers. And I was there a couple of years ago with um, the man that, that I date. And um, we were doing a picture, you know, like a selfie because the sunset was gorgeous. And this woman walked past us and she said, oh, she said, let me take your picture. At the same time that she got the camera, you know, from us, the cell phone to take the picture, two boys that had been diving off of the dock that were probably 13 to 15 ran up and said, can we be in your picture? Now, what possesses teenagers to want to be in pictures with an older couple. I mean, you know, it's not like we're ancient, but still, I mean, that they would just interrupt and say, can we be in your picture too? And we said, sure. And we've got this amazing picture of the Fort Myers dock that is no more with these two young men on either side of us that are just smiling from ear to ear. And I thought, what a wonderful representation of Tessa's message that we are supposed to be here just to have fun. And stop being so serious about life, but understand that we make it what we want it to be. We do. We do. And and I think too, we make it what we 
think we need for it to be. I, I absolutely agree with Tessa's assessment that we're here for fun and we're here to have more joy. Mm -hmm. And I used to be very, very serious. And, and, you know, and there, I I mean, I'm still kind of wired for seriousness. I'm very ambitious. I want to make a difference and an impact in the world and, um, want to do my best, like all of those things, but I can tend to get bogged down by that. Mm -hmm. And when my angels made it clear to me that we are here to experience joy and those things that are challenging to us, the adversities, the trials, the challenges we go through are necessary so that we can actually increase our capacity to receive more joy. And when I stop bracing myself against, okay, all right, what's next? All right. What's the next variant that's coming? Oh, what's the next fear mongering that's coming? Like when I stopped bracing against that mm-hmm. and, and just allowed myself to lean into those things that caused some upset or caused a heartbreak or any of those things like, no, because I don't believe that God is cruel. Like my God isn't cruel. Our higher power isn't cruel. Mm -hmm. He's not just like trying to play with our emotions just for funsies. Mm -hmm. It's really like, can we crack you open here and help you find the gold in this situation and Mm -hmm. the joy even through the tumult and which will, which will expand your capacity for greater joy. And when, when that became clear to me, that actually helped so much with the fear and so much of the anxiety, because I realized, well, this challenge is here because I'm ready for it. This challenge is here to teach me a lesson, not in a punitive way. I think we're taught that lessons are punitive. They're not, they're, they're here actually to help us get greater skill and Mm -hmm. also like grow and have more joy. And so it was a, I was able to even see challenges within my family, challenges within the economy, like all of those things. No, this is actually here to help me and not hurt me. And right. that, and that was tremendously comforting to me when I would go into a new challenge. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally hear you because life is challenging from the moment of birth, coming mm-hmm. through the birth canal all the way to death. Yeah. It is challenging. But if we can see, like you said, the challenges as opportunities to understand, to grow, to um, maybe view things a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, communicate differently, all of those things, then it can lead to either more joy or happiness or fun, um, all of those things. But but we have to get out of that mindset that says life is scary. Yes, absolutely. And also life is a struggle. I don't mm-hmm. believe that anymore. I don't, I don't subscribe to that belief any longer. I, I don't think there's any value whatsoever in struggle. There is enormous value in challenge. Mm-hmm. We just already talked about the different, all of the value of challenge, but there's no, there's no, there's no value in struggle because struggle actually closes us off. It makes us brace. It makes it very difficult to receive. And it actually hinders us from moving forward with the speed and the ease with which we desire. Can yeah. I give you an example? Sure. For that. When I was six, I remember I wanted to go outside and play, but I was in my pajamas. So of course, mom said, you got to get dressed first. And in my rush and my hurry to get dressed, I put my shirt on backwards and inside out. And I was trying to get my head through the sleeve and my arm was stuck through the neck hole. And there was this little voice saying, just take the shirt off and try it again. And I struggled against that. I said, no, I can figure this out. I can figure this out. And the more I struggled, the tighter the shirt got. And then it was hard to breathe. And I remember thinking, I'm going to die here. I'm never going to get this shirt off until (laughs) finally, like I just took a breath, took the shirt off, turned it around, 
put it on like within four seconds, I was off ready to play. Right. That's that when I was struggling against the what so of the shirt and the way I'd put it on, I couldn't make forward progress. Mm -hmm. But once I just like let go of that struggle and then just made some adjustments that were minor and easy and fast to make off, I went. And so I was like, so many people get a lot of value and identity out of the struggle because of what we've been taught. We've been taught that it's not worth it unless there's a whole lot of struggle and a whole lot of suffering, or you don't deserve it unless you've struggled really, really hard to get it. I, and I used to believe that, but I just don't believe that anymore. And my life is filled with so much more ease when I can lean into the challenge and stop believing in the struggle. Right. Right. I think that is such an incredibly valuable lesson. You know, that so many of us um, maybe are just now learning. I mean, it just depends on where you are on the path of life. Um, I was thinking as you were talking that, you know, if we didn't have the struggles, let's say with medical science, then we wouldn't have the opportunities today, you know, for healing some of the major problems cardiovascular wise. I mean, who would have thought 100 years ago that you could have an organ donor with a new heart for you? or that you could do some of these things that would shock your heart back into rhythm. I mean, because of the problem, they've been able to come up. It was a challenge that came up with a fix. Mm -hmm. um, so I do look at, you know, the medical end of it, the physical end of it. And yet we're our own worst enemies because like you were talking about, um, you know, eating for a lot of people, eating disorders arise because we're used to comfort food that is a fix for anxiety or fear and, mm -hmm. but it's all the wrong calories. And so um, then you end up with a, one of the reasons so many people died of COVID was that they were incredibly obese. Yeah. And so they couldn't breathe even when they were healthy. And then when they got COVID and couldn't breathe, then it became a really life altering uh, situation for them and in many cases caused death. Yeah. So, um, you know, there is no magic pill for happiness. There's no magic pill for health, but it's all there. It's, you know, it's all there if you want it. And it's just a matter of kind of opening your eyes and saying, yeah, I think I want my life to be a lot less rigid. And I think I want my life to be a lot happier. And you know, so what do I do to make that happen as opposed to, so if you're working with somebody as a coach yourself and they have um, anxiety and fear, um, I'm going to have you think about that for one second, because we're going to pause for a word from our sponsors, but I want you to think about how you help people begin that process to leave the fear and anxiety behind and open the door to joy and happiness. So hang on for just a minute and we'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever. And it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as a guest, um, 
Allison Chavez, and we're talking about fear and anxiety. And I asked her right before the break if she could maybe shed some light on how she works with her clients to leave anxiety and fear at the door. Don't bring it into the house with you anymore. Just kind of park it over there with the garbage <laughs> and uh, walk on in and enjoy the life that you really do have. So what do you do? Well, depending on where they are, I, I love going back to the basics of everything is always working out for me and only good can come of this. So when I have clients that are faced with just uh, just a, a big challenge or whatever it is, anything that's causing upset, only good can come of this. Only good can come of this. And I'll have them repeat that to themselves all throughout the day to remind themselves that only good can come of this. Because if you're, if you are saturating your mind with those kinds of thoughts, everything is always working out for me. Only good can come of this. Your brain is going to start to look for evidence that supports that. Just like it looks for evidence of life is scary and we should be fearful of everything. Mm -hmm. So if we can just, just shift the perspective just a little bit, the brain will naturally start to look for the evidence that will support whatever the dominant thought is. So it's really, I, I talk massive awareness, zero judgment. That's what I tell my clients all the time. We need to be in awareness with no judgment. Cause if we get into judgment, we shut ourselves down again, saying we shouldn't be here except that we are because because like you said, we're, we're, we're these mortal creatures. We're in this body We're we're energy. We're in contrast constantly. And so like, we get to be compassionate with ourselves, get to have grace with ourselves mm -hmm. and just go back to those foundational basics. Only good can come of this. Um, gratitude will absolutely change every part of your life for the good. And gratitude is a really high vibration as you know. And so if we're in anxiety, it can actually, it can be hard to, it can be a hard jump to get to gratitude. So sometimes I have to baby step my way up to gratitude. So I'll start with what's working for me. And then what can I appreciate? What can, what can I appreciate? I love, I love cold, clear, clean drinking water. And I have a water bottle at my fingertips all the time. So I really appreciate that. That anytime I'm thirsty, I can just drink some water. There are so many people on the planet that can't, okay. but I can. Yeah. And so I have so much gratitude and appreciation for that. I love Q-tips. Every time I use a Q-tip <laughs> and I'm cleaning out my ears or wiping off my makeup or whatever, I'm like, I love these Q-tips. I'm so grateful for these Q-tips. And, and gratitude does enormous things. First of all, it pops us into a higher vibration and, mm -hmm. and you're going to, you're going to naturally pull to you the physical counterpart of your dominant vibration. And so I, I want more to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. So I want, I want to experience even more to be thankful for. And so the more that I can get into gratitude or appreciation, sometimes it's hard for me to hit gratitude and that profound gratitude. Sometimes it's, it, it's hard for me to get there, but I can, I can connect to it faster if I can appreciate. Oh, I really appreciate my soft bed. I appreciate my pillow. Oh, I really appreciate like, like whatever that is big, small, and in between. I appreciate the relationship with my husband and with my children. I really appreciate my clients and my team and, and really just thinking about them for a moment as I'm expressing that appreciation and gratitude. And it's such a beautiful, like, you know, you've hit it because like for me anyway, my heart just starts to get a little bit bigger and mm. I feel a little bit warmer and I feel a little bit lighter. And to me, that's how my body lets me know, oh, we're in a higher vibration things are feeling much lighter, but gratitude is the best and easiest vibration to get you to receive. Mm 
to receive what you want. It, it's like I tell people it's the quintessential, quintessential feminine trait and feminine characteristic because feminine is all about receiving and we mm-hmm. want to be able to receive, but we want to receive those things we desire, not the things that we fear. But if we're thinking about those things we fear, we're going to receive more to be fearful about. Right. And so it's just a, it's just a simple shift. And, and I think too, because we live in a society of extremes where it's all or nothing, then we go back and forth in this awful pendulum of all or nothing. And we future trip a lot. And that causes immense amounts of fear and a whole lot of anxiety because we're not meant to try to deal with the future's problems. We're, we're meant to stay right in the present moment. And so I'll just tell myself, you know what, just just, just for the next five minutes, I'm just going to stay right here, right here in this moment. I'm not going to go to next Thursday when this bill is due. I'm not going to go to three months from now when X, Y, Z might happen. I'm just, I'm just going to stay right here just for now. And what can I be grateful for right now? Um, and that, that is such a powerful tool to, to get you out of fear, to get you out of Um, any sort of anxiety and really connect you to your higher power, to your higher self and to the good that you're already experiencing and more good that you desire to pull into your life. You know, um, one of the interesting things that I have learned pretty recently, actually, is the difference between how a man looks at the world and a woman looks at the world. And so men I finally, you know, I wish I'd known this 30 years ago, <laughs> but men typically, uh, my friend says, have, have three wires. It's on provide, protect, and procreate. And of course, procreation uh, kind of changes after you've had two or three kids. Uh, you might just enjoy the connection as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, procreation anymore. But, you know, three wires. And women have, as he puts it, a thousand wires. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, that little part that you just said about, you know, not thinking ahead three months or, you know, next week, you know, trying to be in the moment, that is incredibly difficult for a woman to do. She can do it for a little bit, um, mm-hmm. maybe five, 10 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. But for women, we are so used to multitasking. Mm-hmm. And so we've learned to do that with careers and with children and with our homes. And so, my brain goes immediately to my day and all of the things that I have in my day and making sure that I've somehow got a balance there. But it's jumping from A to B to C to D. And a lot of times I don't tell him that I've changed my topic. (laughs) And so so I'm, I'm talking about one thing and then I shift and I've left him back, you know, at the first topic. And he'll go, now, where are we? Yes. <laughs> it is my, so funny. Yes. And I see it over and over and over again that women have ease. We follow one another's conversations and we can move from topic to topic. A man can't. They just can't. <laughs> yeah. And it's because of the way we're wired. It, Alison yeah. Armstrong <laughs> describes it as men are single focused and women have diffuse awareness, which means we're aware of everything around us, which is yes. our, our programming from thousands and thousands of years ago. It's a survival mechanism. Right. We have to be aware of everything around us, which is why women are natural at multitasking because we can feel the energy and, and, and our mind can go so many different directions. Right. Um, 
which is a blessing and also a curse. A curse. And, and men, on the other hand, they're single focused. They've got a mission. That's why you don't give a man all this verbal direction. And to your point, my husband's the same way. If I get together with my girlfriends, we start at A, we don't go to B and C. We go to K and then L and then Z and then X and then back to A and back to K. And then we pull in a hashtag. <laughs> and he's just like, oh my, oh my gosh, I, I can't, I can't follow this. Not because he's simplistic or dumb or unintelligent. It's because he's not wired that way. He wants to go from A to B to C to D and let me know, <laughs> let him know over oh, back to A here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things that makes us so unique as men and women and so beautifully complementary to right. each other um, for our, our own strengths and our own weaknesses. And, and, you know, society's trying to make us all the same and we're just, and we're just not. <laughs> we're not, no. And, and I think a good way of, of kind of like in my mind, I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. So a good description is a man will get in a car with a destination and go to the destination. A woman will get in the car and if there's a couple of garage sales or a little shop that she wants to visit, she stops there on the way to the destination. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, absolutely. Ooh, an experience. Ooh, an experience. Ooh, exactly. some connection. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's like so your ADHD fun. shiny, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yet it's part of being a woman. It's part of that diffuse awareness that uh -huh. we have. We want that women need that connection, that community, that collective, uh -huh. um, that is, that is, it's hardwired into us and men are looking for the problem or the point so they can solve it. And women are, women are looking for the connection and they're looking for the experience exactly. and, and we'll do what we need to do in order to, to have that in us. But to, but to your point about like, it's hard, it's hard to stay right in the present moment for women. And that uh -huh. is true. And that's why I chunk it down. Um, we are so mean to ourselves, our self-talk is just cruel most of the time. And so I've learned to just be gentle with myself. Like, Oh, I went to two weeks from now. Let's come back to today. Let's just come back right to this moment, just for a few minutes, just mm -hmm. for a few minutes, instead of this all or nothing. Okay. I failed. So I might as well go have some more peanut M&Ms. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Let's try it again. Let, 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 all right, let's reset. Let's try it again and be so gentle, so gentle with ourselves because good heavens, like the world isn't a gentle place right now, but your internal environment and your world can be because you have so much more control than you think you do over your circumstances, over your environment, even over your future. And we're taught that we're powerless and all of the power lies outside of us. And that is not true, is not true. No, all the power lies within. Yes, Yes. Yeah. And if you'll let your angels wake you up between two and three every morning, they'll <laughs> continue to just they will, they a little will by download. that. <laughs> yes, they will. Yes, they That's will. Very, very true. Well, I can't believe it, but our show is already over. Oh my God. And so um, share with everyone how they can find you. Of course, all of that is also going to be on the synopsis. They'll be able to connect that way, but let people know now that are listening in case they want to write it down um, where they can connect with you if they want to work with you as a coach. I have my own podcast as well. It's called the prosperity approach. So you can find me on all of the podcast platforms. You can also join my Facebook group. It's a free group called the prosperity experience. And I have lots of free downloads and meditations and um, all the things that you can find on my website, which is alisonchavis.com. So you can go there and um, get a free prosperity guide. That's at prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways. That's going to help you get out of fear and anxiety 
and let go of that struggle as well. So I'm everywhere. You can, you can see me everywhere. (laughs) And the angels are still downloading. And they are, yes, they are. And thankfully I'm out of the anxiety. So I just wake up now. I don't wake up in anxiety. So I'm really, really grateful for that. And then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, what's your message? You remember I'm in a body. One of the things that happened uh, not too very long ago, um, but it, it isn't happening quite as much right now, but I have orbs around me all the time. So I know that that's like an angelic presence that's just mm-hmm. making themselves aware and they change colors. Sometimes they're blue, which is uh, Archangel Michael, and sometimes they're silver and sometimes they're uh, kind of a, a golden color. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool, too. Yes, well, listen, um, I know you'll be back on with me in uh, the not too distant future, probably July. And so I look forward to having you back as a guest then. And in the meantime, thank you so much for being a guest today. And everybody go out there and make this your best life. Release that fear and anxiety and go find some joy. See you next time. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.